You're listening to The J. John Podcast, a weekly dose of encouragement and inspiration to give you confidence in your faith and boldness to share it with others. This week, J. John continues his series on the Ten Commandments with Take God Seriously, looking at the third commandment, you shall not misuse God's name. Welcome to our series on the Ten Commandments. Today we're looking at the third commandment. I've titled it, Take God Seriously. One of the first questions that we ask regarding a newborn child is, what is their name? To know someone by name is the first step towards getting to know that person. Names are important. And if people remember your name, it shows that they care. And if they don't remember your name when you think that they should, it's very disappointing and it can hurt. We associate certain things with certain names. For example, the name Adolf Hitler. That conjures up indescribable cruelty. But mention a name like Mother Teresa and we have a completely different impression. We just rejoice and admire her life and her work. We're concerned about the reputation of our name. If there are malicious rumours going around about us, we don't like it, of course. Now, to the Israelites in the Old Testament of the Bible, names were very important. In fact, the Israelites believed that the name of God was so sacred so that when they were writing his name with a quill, they would throw the quill away and use a new one. They had an awe and a reverence for the name of God. The name of God represents the nature of God. So to dishonour the name of God is to dishonour God. If we are going to be serious with God, we need to respect him and honour his name. The third commandment is in Exodus 20 verse 7 and it says this, Do not misuse the name of the Lord your God. The Lord will not let you go unpunished if you misuse his name. So, how do we misuse God's name? One, when we use it to insult. In one dictionary, the first entry under the name of Jesus is this, an exclamation of surprise, dismay. The second, the name of the founder of the Christian religion. In other words, according to that dictionary, Jesus is to be understood as a common expletive and then as the founder of Christianity. I find that absolutely shocking. The word swearing means treating something sacred with abuse, 
contempt or irreverence. We have become numb just how often and indiscriminately God's name is taken in vain. My Lord as an exclamation, oh my God, as an expression of surprise. The media uses these terms such as God damn it and Jesus Christ and they say that their programs are a mere reflection of society. We must not allow films, television to desensitize us to the sacredness of God. My wife's name is Killy. Killy is the name of someone I love very, very much. And it would concern me if people misused my wife's name and used it casually and in just the same way it should concern us. God's name to be used in a callous way is inappropriate. God never intended for his name to be used as an exclamation and degenerate into a cliche. When we use God's name frivolously, we dishonor God and we display irreverence. Let me ask you two questions. First, are you blaming God for something that he didn't cause? Something good happens and some people go, oh, aren't I lucky? Something bad happens and people say, why did God do that? There is a lot of reflex religion today. Whenever someone gets into trouble, they might echo a prayer, but when they get out of the trouble, they forget God. Question two. Are you giving God adequate credit for all that he has done and he is doing? The fact that God silently allows the human race to take the credit for advancements doesn't mean he hasn't ultimately been responsible for them. Maybe coincidences are God's way of remaining anonymous. A NASA director was being interviewed by a reporter and the reporter asked the director, when the module returns to Earth, how will it do that? The director replied, that involves a highly complex plan. It begins with the words, our Father in heaven. I like that so much. Don't use God's name to insult. And secondly, don't use God's name to indulge yourself. I wonder on how many occasions when we feel we are doing God a favour, we are in reality taking God's name in vain. There is an assumption that God 
must be pleased with us when he hears the prayers that we pray, but we have no interest in actually following God and living by God's values and principles and standards. We dishonour God if we profess to be that which we are not. I asked someone what they were going to do over Christmas and they said, ah, they were going to go to Christmas Eve mass at church because it was a tradition in their family. The moment they said that, I was reminded of some verses in the Bible. These were the verses. If you eat the bread or drink the cup unworthily, not honouring the body of Christ, you are eating and drinking God's judgment upon yourself. See, that's the reality. To treat God Almighty as a tradition or superstition is to misuse God's name. Don't use God's name to insult. Don't use God's name to indulge yourself. And thirdly, don't use God's name to intimidate. In other words, playing the God card, using God's name to justify your opinion, to justify your particular ideas or your position. And God's name throughout history has been invoked to sanction all sorts of evils. The Crusades during the Middle Ages, slavery in America, the Nazi regime in Germany, apartheid in South Africa. Whether it's for war, whether it's for car, whether it's for sport, it is wrong. I believe God does speak today. And I believe that God speaks to me today. But we need to be very, very careful. We don't ever misuse the term, God told me. In the New Testament of the Bible, St. Paul, who wrote many of the letters, on occasions will say, this is from God. And on other occasions, he would say, this was his advice and his own personal opinion. He was able to distinguish the two. In society, when we take someone else's name and we use it for our own purpose, that is called forgery. And we need to be careful that we do not practice spiritual forgery. Have you twisted the Bible to fit your own ideas and your own lifestyle? A question to ponder on. So, how do we take God seriously. Here are the principles. Principle one, be selective 
with our words. Watch what we say. We not only need to watch our swearing, but we also need to watch our slang. Slang can often be a shorthand version of swearing, a substitute for the strongest stuff. What does the word damn mean? The word damn is an abbreviation of the word damnation. And it means to condemn someone to an evil fate. And people will seemingly damn this and damn that. I mean, do we want people condemned to an evil fate? Word experts tell us that Jesus Christ became for crying out loud. God's name is too holy to be used in that way. We're constantly bombarded with profanity from films, from friends, from social media, from colleagues, and it comes in and unintentionally it becomes part of our own vocabulary. When we say what we please, does what we say please God? That's the question. We're too compromising when it comes to profanity. And we say, well, it doesn't really bother me. It bothers God. And it bothered God so much in the Old Testament that the punishment for it was death. Decide today not to use the name of God in an irreverent and disrespectful way. Be selective with your words. Secondly, be sincere with your actions. Let's make sure our life matches what we say we believe. Let's not be hypocrites. And if you are a Christian, make sure your walk is consistent with your talk. The Bible says people claim they know God, but they deny him by the way they live. Is your belief consistent with your behaviour? Someone wrote, if you were arrested for being a Christian, would there be enough evidence to convict you? I really like that. Jesus said, not all people who sound religious are really godly. They may refer to me as Lord, but they still won't enter the kingdom of God. The decision, the decisive issue is whether they obey my Father in heaven. Do you want to take God seriously? Then be selective with your words and be sincere in your actions. Who is 
this Jesus Christ, whose name is used so glibly. He is the one who can forgive all our sins. He is the one who can wipe away all our guilt. He is the one who can heal our deepest hurts. He is the one that can restore our dignity. The name of Jesus means saviour. The name of Jesus carries authority. People are healed and evil spirits are cast out in the name of Jesus Christ. We read in the Bible, these things are written that you may believe that Jesus is the Christ, the Son of God, and that believing you may have life in his name. Jesus, when he was here on earth, he communicated and articulated in different ways, with different images, with different parables to explain who he was. He's the creator, so that artists can understand. He is the water of life, so that plumbers can understand. He is the light of the world, so that electricians can understand. He's the firstborn, so that pediatricians can understand. He's the cornerstone, so that architects can understand. He is the son of righteousness, so that astronomers can understand. He is the bread of life, so that bakers can understand. He is the hidden treasure, so that bankers can understand. He is life, so that biologists can understand. He is the door, so that carpenters can understand. He is the great physician, so that doctors and nurses can understand. He is the good teacher, so that educators can understand. He is the lily of the valley, so that florists can understand. He is the rose of Sharon, so that gardeners can understand. He is the true vine, so that horticulturalists can understand. He is the rock of ages, so that geologists can understand. He is the righteous one, so that judges can understand. He is the advocate, so that lawyers can understand. He is the judge, so that criminals can understand. He is the pearl of great price, so that jewelers can understand. He is wisdom, so that philosophers can understand. He is the counsellor, so that psychotherapists can understand. He is the bridegroom, so that wedding planners can understand. He is the word, so that lexicographers can understand. He is the good shepherd, so that farmers can understand. He is the captain, so that the army and the navy can understand. He is the mediator, so the United Nations can understand. He is the deliverer, so that the postman can understand. He is the Lion of Judah, so that zookeepers can understand. And he is the Lamb, so that vets can understand. He is wind, so that meteorologists can understand. He is the rider on the white horse, so that jockeys can understand. He is indescribable, so that shoppers can understand. 
He is the resurrection so that undertakers can understand. He is the Alpha and the Omega so that scientists can understand. He is the King of Kings so that royalty can understand. He is the truth so that, that politicians can understand. Jesus Christ is the one. He is the way. He is the truth. He is the life. The Bible says this, salvation is found in no one else, for there is no other name under heaven given to people by which we must be saved. Anyone who calls on the name of the Lord will be saved. That is what we call a conditional promise. You do your part and God says, I will do my part. When someone receives Jesus Christ as their saviour, their name is written in the eternal book of life. How incredible is that? When I bow down and I acknowledge Jesus as my saviour, as my Lord, as my God, humbly thanking him for dying on the cross for me to purchase forgiveness for me, new life and a hope. When I do that, my name is written in the eternal book of life. Do you need to bow down and call on the name of Jesus do you need to know Jesus? Is your name written in the eternal book of life? It can be written today when you bow down and you accept Jesus as your saviour, as your Lord, as your God. Have you misused God's name? to insult, to intimidate, or to indulge yourself. If you have, you need to repent. Are you willing to become more respectful in the way you speak the sacred name of God and Jesus? Is there a gap between your belief and your behaviour. I have more trouble with J. John than with any other person that I know. And that's why I have to keep on coming to Jesus. Like pianos, we all need frequent tuning. If today, you realise 
you need to come to know Jesus. You need to accept him as your Lord and Saviour and God. Pray this prayer with me now. Lord Jesus Christ, I bow before you. I acknowledge you as my Saviour, my Lord and my God. I thank you, Jesus, for dying on the cross for me. Cleanse my life. Set me free from the past. I open my life to you now. Come in to my life by your Holy Spirit. Fill me with your peace and your presence and your power. Help me from this day on to build my life on you. Thank you, Jesus, for hearing my prayer. Amen. A prayer for you. Jesus, I pray for everyone that's prayed that prayer, that they would know the truth and the reality of the prayer. May they know your cleansing. May they know your Holy Spirit on them and in them and with them. May they know your peace and your presence, your power, and may they know your protection as they follow you. In Jesus' name, amen. Do you need to repent because of what you've heard this morning? You have misused God's name. Your life isn't consistent with your belief. Do you need to start again? If you do, pray this prayer. Jesus, I confess I have broken your commandments. I confess I have misused your name. Forgive me. Cleanse me. Set me free. I want to recommit my life to you. Fill me now with the power of your Holy Spirit. I want to be your disciple. Help me, I pray in Jesus' name. Amen. If any of you have any health concerns, I pray now in the name of Jesus Christ that you will be healed, that you will be delivered, and that you will experience the healing power of Jesus in your body. Lord, heal, we pray, everyone that needs healing in Jesus' name. Amen. I hope you've been inspired today. I hope it's given you a faith lift. Please visit our website, Canon J. John, and there, there are resources there to help you in your journey of faith. Uh, follow me on social media, Canon J. John. Let us know where you're viewing from. I pray God's blessing upon you, the blessing of God the Father, the blessing of God the Son, and the blessing of God the Holy Spirit. Be blessed and be a blessing to others. Amen.
To find out more about J. John's ministry or to get your copy of his book, The Ten Commandments, visit canonjjohn.com. If you have enjoyed listening to this podcast, please click subscribe and leave a review.